Are you a cake maker running a business or a business owner making cakes? Hi, I'm Sammy. Hi, I'm Bronya, and welcome to the Business of Cake Making. Hello and welcome to the Business of Cake Making podcast. This week it's Mental Health Awareness Week and the Mental Health Foundation started the event 21 years ago and it's an opportunity for people to talk about all aspects of mental health with a focus on providing help and advice. This year's theme is nature, which can improve your mental health and help you put things in perspective to find the time for you. Even standing at your window listening to the birds singing can help. So this week's guest is Maria from Delissima Cakes, and she's a cake designer and sugar craft art- artist with over 30 years experience, but she's also a psychiatric nurse, and she has runs a group called Mango Minds, which fits perfectly into Mel- Mental Health Awareness Week. So um, hello, Maria. Lovely to meet you. Hello. It's lovely to meet you, too. Oh, and Bronya as well. Sorry, I, I, I always leave you out at this point. Hi, <laughs> Hi <Hey>, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> to get things started, could you give us a little bit of background about yourself, both as a cake maker and as a nurse? Yes, certainly. Well, my mother and father, my mother was Italian and my father Ukrainian. And so my mother was always creating beautiful cookery, beautiful cakes both Italian and Ukrainian. And so I was brought up with that. And as far back as I can remember, I was helping my mum in the kitchen. And so I'd already got a love of cooking and baking from being very, very young. And as I grew older and uh, I got to about 19 and I decided um, for all the wrong reasons to become a mental health nurse or a psychiatric nurse, as we were called then, And it was because I was buying a house and having a mortgage and I'd heard that nurses are rich. I soon found out that wasn't true at all. But I fell in love with a job. And what I found, yeah, nurses are rich, just not financially. We're rich in the different skills that we gain and the different experiences and the privilege of being allowed to share someone's life and some of their deepest, darkest and secrets and concerns and worries. So yes, we were rich, but in a very different way. And then I had children, and having three young children in two and a half years, I needed a bit of respite. So once a week, I went to a night class and learned about sugar craft. There was no sugar paste back then, so it was all royal icing. So all the decorations, everything was royal icing. So that's what I did for about three years. Um, And soon I started to get cake orders coming in. But very quickly I realised, you know what, the only people I'm going to be making cakes for are my children and family here. Because I was too busy. Then rolled forward many, many years. I've lost count. It's probably about 12 years ago now. Um, I had quite a lot of serious major surgery on my foot. And I couldn't weight bear on my foot, so I couldn't walk for a very long time. I had two lots of surgery, and I thought, what am I going to do? I'm bored. I'm going you know, out of my mind here. What am I going yeah. to do? So you know what? I sat in my kitchen. I put my leg up on a stool, 
and I started playing with a bit of sugar paste and I started to make little sheep and little characters and I got my other half to take me up to where I worked and I, I took in some cupcakes with these toppers. Before I knew it, it was on the internet and I was getting orders. So I thought, right, okay, enough now. I need to make this into a proper business. And so Delissima Cakes was born. Excellent. So, you know, my mental health was helped by working on all of this sugar craft. But I had a purpose now. I couldn't go into work as a nurse at that time, but I could do things with sugar. So that helped. Mm, excellent yes. excellent so and now you you're still a psychiatric nurse and you're still running a cake business yes I'm still a mental health nurse but I retired from the NHS in January okay I was going to retire last June but I thought I can't do it in the midst of a pandemic like this I just couldn't do it I mean I'm also a clinical educator mm-hmm. and for the last Three, four years, I've been teaching people about mental health. So I've been teaching people, been training them about mental health awareness. Um, I became a mental health first aid instructor, and that gave me a fantastic framework for training people all about mental health. So yes, I'm still a mental health nurse. I don't work for the NHS anymore, but after delivering mental health awareness, mental health first aid, suicide awareness, clinical risk training. I've now set up my own business and my own mental health education business. And it's called Mango Minds. Oh, that's nice. I'd like to tell you that it's called Mango Minds because our minds are a bit like mangoes in that, you know what, everyone loves mangoes, don't they? I do. And I think mango is lovely, it's beautiful, it's a really good fruit. But until it's ripened, we can't really get as much out of it. And that's the same with education. Until it's ripened, until we've got that education around mental health, we can't fully give. So that's what I'd love to tell you. But the truth is I was walking along trying to get a bit of exercise, a bit of fresh air, and I thought, what am I going to call my new business? I thought I ought to call it something everyone loves, but I can't think of anything. And I've been thinking for days. And I thought, do you know what? I love mangoes. Call it Mango Minds. <laughs> and when it ran, ran it past people, they were like, I really like that. So it's Mango Minds. <laughs> that <laughs> it kind of trips off the tongue really nicely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's quite memorable as well. You're not going to forget that one. <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> have that analogy with a mango as well you know once our minds are ripened once we've had that education we're enriched and I think we're much sweeter for it sweeter for it I like that (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm writing this down because I like that (laughs) um so obviously mental health is a massive subject and we can't even begin to cover even half of it um, but we're going to try and do some basics. So okay. um, I was reading a report yesterday from Mental Health UK that said four out of five small business owners have experienced poor mental health within the last year. Um, and their issues range from the inability to focus, 
anxiety, disrupted sleep, right the way through to panic attacks and depression. And that women in small business were affected more than men or displayed more of these symptoms than men. Um, so obviously, cake makers out there, most of which are, the majority of which are women. Um, if you felt any of these things, we're, you're not alone. Um, so how do we start to recognize if we have any symptoms creeping into our lives? Because, I mean, I know from my own bitter experience, you don't know until it's too late quite often. And then you're crying in a corner thinking what's happening. Yes. Well, I think, first of all, we have to start, as you say, with the basics. And I think we've all got mental, uh, we've all got physical health. You know, if I said to you, how's your physical health? You wouldn't say, well, I haven't got physical health. But what I found with people was when I asked how the men mental health was, they tell me they haven't got mental health. Well, right. wait a minute. We've all got physical health. So it stands to reason we've all got mental health. Mental health, yes, definitely. And I think just just as we can all become ill with physical health, we can all become ill and affected by mental health too. And yes, amongst the caking community, um, a lot of people have come forward and confided in me in the issues that they're having. I think when we find, you know, the statistics we were given pre-COVID is that one in four people experience mental ill health. I think we know that coming through the pandemic, yeah. we're facing um, we're facing possibly a very different picture. As we're coming out of it, people are facing anxiety going back to work, facing anxiety just leaving the home for some people. Mm, and for yeah. cakers or people in small businesses, we're used to working on our own at home or in very, very small teams. But this has been a different matter. Working through the pandemic, especially if someone, or not working through the pandemic, yeah. can cause yeah. a lot of stress. And I think if we're honest, we've all in some way been affected by the pandemic. Oh, definitely. We've all worried. Yeah. You know, we've, we've all had nights where we've been really worried about people. You know, most of us, or a lot of us have lost someone We've lost someone very dear in our own caking community. You know, we've lost friends, we've lost family, or we've heard of people that have mm. died and that hasn't escaped any of us. And so I think it only stands to reason that our mental health will be affected at some point, um, if it hasn't already. And I think just a day-to-day -day thing, you know, you get up in the morning and you're ready to start your day and you've got your kids and, you know, you imagine you've got to get your kids off to school you're already dressed up to go to work. One of the kids knocks the milk over. You're covered in it. Your stress levels are going up. We all experience stress, don't we? Yeah. yeah. It's just normal. Yeah. We all experience stress. And then you get out and you it's raining. So you think, not a worry. I'll get in the car. It's not bad. But your car's got a flat tyre. You yeah. can't get a taxi because it's raining. And your stress levels are going up. So we all experience that stress. And yes, stress can be good. It can motivate us to do things. If you've got to get cake done on time, you can feel that stress, but it motivates you to do it. But sometimes in small businesses, well, anywhere, that stress can build up. So what signs do we look out for? Yeah, Bronya, you mentioned that sometimes we don't notice the stress until it's too late. So when stress goes on and on and on, and we don't do anything about it, 
or we don't recognise it, it can lead to depression or anxiety. And then suddenly we can find ourselves in the midst of it. I think some things to look out for are things like um, not being able to get to sleep or not being able to stay asleep, waking up at like four o'clock in the morning. Is that, yeah. What is that four o'clock yeah. in the morning? Like devil hour, isn't it? Four yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it's the like witching hour, we used to call it in nursing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on a night shift. <laughs> We've done plenty of night shifts and that witching hour, four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a classic symptom of depression is waking up at four in the morning. Yeah, I don't know why four, but we do. It's like our brain is unable to stay asleep, unable to stay relaxed. Yeah. If we're getting irritable, you know, sometimes we look at people around us, friends, family, colleagues, and we think, oh, now come on, we've all known someone and we just think they're not very nice people. And some people aren't. But usually there's a reason. You know, those irritable ones that are not very nice, the nasty ones. Well, I think at times that's been me. You know, when I've been super stressed or when I've had depression in the past, that's been me that's been really irritable. So look out for that. So if your sleep pattern's disturbed, if you're not eating the same, if you're not eating or if you're eating too much, eating more than you normally would, if you're comfort eating and it's getting out of hand, um, if you're not enjoying things that you used to enjoy. You know, I remember um, it was my birthday quite a few years ago and we went to London to see the Jersey Boys in theatre. Wow, I love the (laughs) theatre. And I sat there, I do, I love it. And I sat there in the theatre and they came on and they did all of their wonderful things. And I sat there and I thought, why am I not enjoying this? Why am I not loving this? And that's when the thought came in, could I actually be depressed? Right. Could I have depression? I'm a mental health nurse. How have I missed the signs in myself? Yeah. But it's an excuse I on you. You yeah. don't always see it till you're th- in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. It just creeps up on so you, doesn't it? Definitely can do, yes. Yeah. You know, those late nights, maybe someone's drinking alcohol more or using substances more. Um, you know, going from just that glass of wine at the weekends or a gin at the weekends to having one every day, to having two or three every day, and it mm. escalates. So you're not getting that light relief. What you're getting is you need it. Yeah. So they're all signs, signs you're not enjoying life. You're not, things you used to love are just not nice anymore. Mm. Things like that. Or you find you, you're just not doing things you used to do. Yeah. Um. Fi- finding time for yourself to go actually go out and and just go for a walk sometimes that you'll go I haven't got enough time I haven't got enough time to do this so you just you just there's always time to stop and to do something for you I totally agree I found when 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 I was like right in the 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 thick of sort of like sliding downhill the one thing that I didn't want to do is I didn't want to see anyone you know and I'd always been a really sociable person my family my friends <laughs> but but the one thing I you know my husband would go oh I've arranged everyone to come around for a barbecue at the weekend I'm like no just please don't just please don't and that's when I realized that there was something very wrong that you know I didn't want to I just didn't want to be with people at all and that that worried me yeah that avoidance that's that's a classical symptom that people do you know when they're not feeling quite um as well as they normally do avoidance I did the same Sam uh Bronya, sorry 
I avoided friends. Mm. I even avoided the phone. I didn't yeah. want the phone. In fact, I took my phone out. I don't have land. Well, I have landlines for the internet, but I no longer have a landline phone because I took it out at the time, threw it away. I was, I just did not want to be contacted. I avoided. But yeah. we brought you. Did you find that the more you avoided it, the worse it got? Yes. Yeah. Because you you end up sort of like disappearing into your own little cocoon of of sort of like it's like a slide isn't it you end up sort of like sliding down into and you're not seeing anyone that's going to cheer you up and bring you out of it so you just kind of you're stuck in your own head a little bit yeah absolutely that and that if that continues that avoidance continues avoidance can actually lead to a phobia and then you 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 know whether it's depression phobia whatever it is that you've got going on whatever sort of stress related um, illness a person might have then they're going to need help for that. They're going to need support. Right. It's not something that, you know, the longer you leave it, when it becomes an illness, you know, if you broke your leg, you need professional support. And it's the same with a mental health illness. But you can intervene much earlier. You know, if you recognise what's going on, or if you recognise it in someone else and make them aware, they can take steps to do something. Mm. You know, when I'm feeling a bit stressed i avoid baking a cake that i've got to do and i avoid and avoid and avoid until i'm at the last minute and i've got to bake that cake oh my god this is (laughs) this is everything (laughs) yeah i can associate with that you're getting a fantastically fresh cake but you're stressed over baking it. Yeah, you know, so relatable. Yeah. So, <laughs> or, you know, you've allowed yourself to run out of the basic ingredients, the sugar, the icing sugar. Fortunately, I'm usually well organised in that respect and have a good stop. And I can hear it calling me from the room. Maria, come and get us out and get started. You know, <laughs> I avoid it. Yeah, but I, know, I know what you mean it's it's that you run out because it, the thought of going to the shops is like oh I no, I just don't want to go out I don't want to go to the shops I don't want to go and get so and like you say it just it just escalates doesn't it completely yeah and then you've got to wipe down you've got to prepare all your work area you've got yeah. to get it all nice and sterile and that's and so things stack up don't they yeah. and yeah. that's what I'm seeing in cakers the ones that are going all through, leaving it till late, working really, really hard without a break. People that are entering competitions and waiting until late. I've done it myself. And then you're up all night yeah. working on that piece, whether it's for a customer, a family member or a competition. You've left it till the last minute. So then I suppose your stress then motivates you to get it done. Mm. But it didn't need to be like that. When you first start to avoid, that is when you need to be asking yourself, you know, am I actually avoiding here? Yeah, of course I am. So what am I going to do about it? You need to challenge. And that's something that we can all be doing, but it doesn't always work that way. But, you know, here we are. We're smack bang in the middle of Mental Health Awareness Week 2021. And it's all about nature and the environment. And we know that, you know, there's evidence that shows that nature's good for our mental health. 
mean, have you noticed like how, how all the trees of, of green now with leaves and yeah. the bluebells are out? Have you noticed? Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. My mother-in-law yeah. phoned me up last night to tell me she'd been on a bluebell walk um on Wednesday <gasps> and I was very jealous of her so oh that, yeah it, it, nature really makes a difference and the sound of the birds singing as well because we have a, a tree outside our bedroom window and um during the winter months it's been quite quiet but now my god they're so noisy it's nice it's nice there's nothing wrong in that <laughs> what, Beautiful, what, it's really uplifting yeah um, once we recognise um, that there may be symptoms, what should we do about addressing them? How should we we sort of like face them, our fears and our, our uh, anxieties, etc.? The very first thing we need to do is to talk to someone. Probably the very first thing is talk to somebody you trust, family, friend, sometimes a total stranger. It's also a really good idea to speak to your GP. Because your GP can rule out any physical symptoms, but they can also signpost you to the right help that you need. There's a lot of self-help out there. You know, there, there are lots of really, really good, credible websites to help. Things like Mind, it's a fantastic website. Or another one, particularly for men, is Calm. It's a campaign against living miserably. I think it's Calm Zone um, is the website. Something like that is fantastic and you can get self-help. Things like things that are being encouraged in Mental Health and Awareness Week, like like your mother, Sammy, going out for a bluebell walk, yeah. getting outside. Yeah. Mental Health First Aid England report that 45% of us say that just being outside in a green space just it just helps us feel so much better with the mental health yeah. but also do you know that can you guess how long you have to be outside for before you start to feel the benefit of a green space no idea uh, no i'm gonna say uh an hour an hour go on bronya i'm gonna put you on the spot how long do you think um Right, from, judging from when I go and walk my dogs, probably about half an hour to 40 minutes. Do you know what? It's actually five minutes. Wow. Five minutes. So if someone, yeah, but I think that's fantastic because if someone can't face starting to go out again, yeah. just get out for five minutes and you'll start to feel the benefit. You know, Sammy, you mentioned the birds singing. Yeah. All of that. It's just it really does make a difference. And that's even more powerful for our mental health if it's near water. So if you walk around a lake or by a canal or a river or by the sea, wow. it, it, it's just even more powerful. So just five minutes. That's incredible because so all these things, you know, these things are free. There's there's nothing that, and you don't have to go and look for them particularly. You know, you're, you're, no. not, you're not having to look them up on the internet or anything like that. You're literally, you know, just getting out into the free fresh air which is yes. just amazing absolutely amazing yeah. so I mean a lot of a lot of cake makers you know they like yourself they start baking as a hobby um, because it's a relaxing hobby and then they start to or some start to build it as a business and then that's when things can go wrong because that's all of a sudden you have we well, have deadlines and and 
people to deal with and everything. Is, so is there anything specifically you see cake makers doing? I know you were talking about leaving things to the last minute and then the stress levels go up. Is there anything that, that you see see us as, as cakers that we do to ourselves that really don't help us? Well, we don't touch, we don't look after ourselves physically. We spend that long tied to the kitchen, to the oven and everything else, you know, to our baking areas and working on that, that we limit our times with others. We limit our times with our loved ones, with our friends, family, and we build up our orders and we find it hard. Do you not find it hard to say no, especially when you start out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You've got to take that order because it's something you really, really want to do. And you really like the sound of it, but actually you should be saying no if you're really busy anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing that we don't do is allow ourselves to say no. We don't allow ourselves to see, to plan how much we need to make to make a living, mm-hmm. but also when to say no and when to stop. So we can we, we can take far too much on we can take on far too many orders. And also our, our orders, we, we tend to take our orders on, or it's, it's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? That the orders happen at weekends when we should be with our family. Yes. Yeah. And that really can't help us, surely. No, no. So Sundays, the days when we're flopping out and thinking, oh my God, I've got through that week, through that Saturday again and delivered all my cakes and what have you. Sunday, we need to make time. But also one thing that I learned from Mankell First Aid England as an instructor is that it's really crucial that we spend time for ourselves as well in the week. So what I would say, my homework to everyone, is to take just one hour for yourself a week doing something you really enjoy. And that's something that I try so hard to do. It takes practice. But let me tell you, one of my friends, I trained her as a mental health first aider. I told her, you know, you've got some homework here. Um, I asked her to take this one hour, you know, just try taking an hour a week for yourself, doing something you enjoy. So she went home to her husband and she says, you know, I've got some work to do, some homework. I've got to take an hour out to myself, doing something I like. So he said, all right. And the next night came and she did the same. And this went on for a week and he said, how long do you have to do this for? And she said, every day. She didn't at all. It was once a week, one hour. <laughs> she got used to it. <laughs> yeah. I think just taking one hour a week out for ourselves is brilliant. Do something you enjoy. But wow, it can be hard to take that time, especially when maybe you've got young children, maybe you're caring for parents or someone else. You're running your business. But, you know, I think I always say to you, you know, if your closest friend or your nearest and dearest came to you and said, look, I've got a problem. Can I just have a chat, please, for an hour? What would you say? Yeah. 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 You'd be there, wouldn't you? So you'll do it for them. But what about for you? Yeah. You know, you'll put your piping bag down and your rolling pin down for your nearest and dearest if you need to. But you won't do it for yourself. Yeah. We need to get that balance right. So part of taking care of ourselves is looking after our well-being in the first place and not getting there. And if we are getting into that state where we're thinking, you know, I'm recognising here that I'm not sleeping well, I've stopped eating or I'm eating too much, 
I'm constantly thinking about this. There are things we can do for ourselves. So we've got self-help, you know, talking to friends and family, having a look online at the credible websites such as Mind or Calm for the men. Go and see your GP and then they, if once they assess you, they can decide whether or not you need to move on to get some counselling or some therapy. And that needn't be forevermore. You know, some counselling sessions, it can be for six weeks and it can make a massive difference to you. But at the same time, self-help, get the exercise going, get out there walking, you know, and get those good chemicals running down around your brain. Get your sunshine vitamins, your vitamin D to help you feel better. There's a lot you can do to help yourself, things like that. Get out there. And if you can't get out, if you're struggling to get out and about walking, bring nature inside. So much you can do. Have plants around. Actually, I noticed last year there was like a massive boom on Instagram of houseplants. Everyone was posting pictures of their houseplants. And I suppose it's because so few people were able to get out in the same way. They were bringing them in. And I, I suppose it maybe it was a subconscious thing that people were doing. I don't know. But I just suddenly saw hundreds of houseplants yeah. on Instagram. It was my, amazing. My, my 18-year-old <laughs> son, his entire bedroom is like a tropical island. You open the door, there's the most huge, enormous rubber plant. He's got shelf after shelf. He's made shelves and they're just full of plants. He's bought special lights. He's got a demista, all sorts. He's so really you just go in there it. for a bit of relaxation. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's okay. really Your son nice. has got a haven. <laughs> I need Definitely. him to share pictures of his bedroom on the um, group Light Up Locally. It's a group I set up and we use lights. I think I've changed the name of it to Light Up Locally Worldwide. Um, but Light Up Locally is just a place where people, before, you know, back in October, I thought we're, we're facing another wave of this pandemic. Things are going to get really dark and gloomy. So one of the people... I ran a group of mental health first aiders that I trained and we talked about how to make things better for the staff in the NHS. And it very quickly grew into something that we do for everybody. And so we started up, I started up the group Light Up Locally and people posted pictures of their Christmas lights. Well, they put up the festive lights from the beginning of November. Yeah, and we said, put right. up your lights. So it was for any religion. It didn't have to be for a Christian celebrating Christmas. Do you know, so many people around here have still got their lights up because they refuse yeah, to take them down man, after Christmas. The man across yeah. the road has still got his up. I can yeah, see them when lovely. I'm sitting on my lounge. <laughs> Please take pictures and post them on Light Up Locally. Yeah, and you know, this has evolved. People are putting up lights in the garden. My garden is surrounded by lights now. I've just spoken to my best friend, it's her birthday, and she's just had some major surgery, so can't get out. So her husband has illuminated their garden, and she said that she'll feel so much better eating out in the garden this evening yeah. with the fire pit on and all the lights around. They make us feel so much better. Yeah. Get yeah. your lights up, get your pictures <laughs> sent in. <laughs> Excellent. We we actually bought I bought my family a hammock for Christmas, which we have put up because it's perfect to encourage 
the the boy, my boys, to come out in the garden and just lay in the sunshine. Oh, Sammy, what have you put it upon? I put I put the stand as well. I put a stand for it as well, which is really lovely. So you can move it around the garden in the sunlight as the garden as the sun moves around the garden. So yeah, it's it's a bit hard to get into, but once you're in, it's very comfy. So that would, instead of I didn't do Christmas stockings this year, we had a, a much more downsized Christmas, and instead of buying hundreds of presents that would go to waste. I decided to buy a family present for all of us. And that, that was my, the hammock. That's fantastic. Do you know, did you not find there was a lot less pressure on you not having to buy great big outrageous presents? Oh my God, I loved yeah. Christmas this year. It was brilliant. We, I mean, we just had the two of us. It, it, yeah, I think and it was also the thought of, I didn't have to go traveling from here to here to here. Um, yeah, I the, and the thought of socializing so much after such a quiet year mm. really scared me a little bit. And then all of a sudden, they because I'm in London, they shut us down completely, so I couldn't go mm. anywhere. Um, yeah, and I, I, I had a really lovely Christmas. We did a Zoom call with my parents and my family, and that was it. Was just lovely. Loved it. Isn't that mean? <laughs> no, no. And this is, you know, I'm really pleased you've said that because. We often think that caring for ourselves is mean and selfish. It isn't. It's self-care. If you have to take an antidepressant tablet, you'll take it. But if you have to take that hour for yourself or a bit of time for yourself, you know, whether it's Christmas or whenever, it isn't mean. It's self-care. Yeah. You take yeah. it. You know, you, you need to do that. We need to take care of ourselves too. You're so Especially right. You're so right. I mean, we, we had a lovely day. We went out with the dogs. We went for a walk. We had a little meal. And it was just, it just seemed like, and it, we always kind of went, can we just do this every year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, being half Ukrainian, I celebrate Christmas on the 25th of December, but also on the 7th of January which is when it's celebrated in Ukraine because they follow the Julian calendar. And for the Ukrainian Christmas, as we call it, we never, ever give big elaborate presents. It's a token present. And honestly, that's all of our favourite Christmas. Yeah. Because the emphasis is on us. It's on family. It's on what we want to do. It doesn't have to be, I mean, we still have Christmas dinner and we still pull crackers but it doesn't have to be big, elaborate expenses. Yeah. And you know, you asked earlier about um, mistakes we make as cakers. I think getting our finances, that's another thing, thinking about the cost of presents. But thinking of our finances as cake makers, we need to make sure that we're getting our pricing done early in our business, which for me, it took me many years to sort out. And if I'm honest, with some things now, I still have to sit down and think, Right, work this out properly. Yeah. But calculate so that you're making money, not so that you're working for nothing, which I did for years. Yeah. And working in the NHS, I had a wage from that, so I never needed to take a wage from cakes. And so every penny that I earned went into buying more equipment and going on courses and doing different things. But now it's different. You know, now I, I'll be earning a wage from it. But don't wait 12 years to do that. You know, it's 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 one of those things that I have a bee in my bonnet about pricing and about how cake makers um, undervalue themselves. 
they see you know and I, I don't know whether it's a female-led thing or whether it's because it's it comes from as a hobby that turns into a business or whether we just don't educate ourselves in being business people um, but I do have a, a bee in my bonnet that people undervalue themselves and as a result the customers undervalue us as well and then that kind of it perpetuates like this problem that goes on and on um, but you're right if you if you're worried about where your next money's coming in or even if you're you're making something and you're going well I'm making this for nothing so I don't see the point in doing it that stresses you out as well doesn't it that just yeah. it just gets you angry that what well why am I doing this because I'm not making any yeah. money from it yeah and then you start yeah. to hate the thing you're making yes <laughs> <laughs> and then and then another thing that we do we look at this amazing piece of art that we've created and what do we see? We see all, all the, the faults. Yeah. <laughs> we see yeah. all the dimple. Yeah. Why are we not reframing our minds and seeing this amazing creation? We yeah. think instead, oh, I've done a crap job with that. If only I'd have spent longer or if only I'd have smoothed that bit out first or if only, what? You've created yeah. an amazing piece of art. I think having having cake friends around you, people you truly trust. I mean, yes, there are lots of Facebook groups that you can put a picture up and everyone goes, oh, it's amazing. But I think, I mean, like, so I know that if I was having a crisis of confidence, I could call on Sammy and Sammy could tell me honestly if it yeah. was good or crap. Um, yeah. And I know in the past when we, we've worked closely together day, so like on a day-to-day -day basis, there's been times when we've both gone, but it looks awful. And the other one goes, what are you talking about? And it's because you're too close to it and you need that yeah. fresh set of eyes. Step away from the cake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think we do need those people, don't we? Um, I've got a good group of really, I've got a couple of really close cake friends. Um, but also in the group that I'm in, as a, I'm a cake mind accredited teacher yeah. with Ruth yeah. Strand. And in that group, we are pretty good with each other. Very, very supportive, very helpful. Um, but there's also um, a friend of mine, Geraldine Lindsay from My Sugar Fairy Cake. She's amazing. You know, I think that cake friend can also become something more than that. I view Geraldine as a really good close friend now. I know that if something I did wasn't right, I could go to Geraldine and she would say to me, Maria, have you thought of trying this? Yeah. You know, or, oh, don't worry about that. Just do this, this and this. Or just, I think sometimes we have to take a step back, though. Yes. We have to look at our work and think, really? If I didn't know anything about cakes and I ordered this, what would I think? Yes. Yeah. I think that's it. It's it's what's your, what's your customer going to think? Not what yes. you're going to think. I think also sometimes um, when you've, you get, when you start doing competitions, you get fixated on the really fine details and then yeah. it's difficult to shift your mindset away from that competition thought to, no, this is a product that I'm selling and I have to do it within a time scale that's reasonable to make money and still look good. And the customer isn't looking at it like a judge. Oh, totally, Bronya. Totally, I agree with that. And that's something that a lot of us have got caught into. I know I have. It's got to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, I'll beat myself up. And then, yeah, no, I have to think now. It isn't a competition piece. I've done it to the best of my ability in the time that I have, with the tools that I have, with the ability that I have. Mm -hmm. And you have to let that go. You, 
you're not doing it for competition. Sure, you want your customer to have the very best that you can do, but they're not going to be measuring with a tape measure to make sure that it's got the same millimetres that side as that side, you know? So and they're not going to be prodding it with... Um, I remember <laughs> on <laughs> the first cake I entered at Cake International got gold, and I thought it was awful. You know, my son and I entered at the same time. We thought, what if our cakes are so rubbish that they'll not even be put on display? We did. And we sneaked them in and we looked at them and we were like, right, let's get out of here quick before anyone <laughs> sees that it's us. And the judge stopped us. And she was beautiful. She was really lovely. And she said to us, you know, every cake works walks in here as a winner, as a gold. And then we will look at it and knock marks off. Mm-hmm. She said, so every cake comes in on a level footing. And I thought, yeah, right, level footing. Mine will be <laughs> removed from display. <laughs> and she assured me it wouldn't. And off, off we went. And my son, it was only the fourth cake he'd ever made. And he got a merit. I was like, wow, you know, well done. And then they took me over to mine and sort of blindfolded me and lifted my eyes up. And I screamed because oh, I got gold. Yeah. And I thought, how? And all I could say for days afterwards was, I can't believe it. <laughs> and now I look back and I think, wow, how did I do that? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to step back from what we've made and think, you know what, I've done a good job. I have. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Next <Absolutely>. cake. <laughs> yeah. Next cake. <laughs> Is there anything you personally like to help yourself, such as meditation, journaling, exercise, etc.? Right, I like a bit of mindfulness. I like to grind, ground, I say grind. I like to <laughs> ground myself to the here and now. So if I start to get, I do sometimes have anxiety and depression. Um, so if I'm feeling a bit anxious or you know, stressed, if I'm starting to get stressed, I like to ground myself to the here and now. So one of the techniques I use is if I can't stop worrying and it's on my mind, I think of five senses, five things I can see. So I look around me and that's easy. You can always see five things unless you're in bed and it's dark and then it's a bit more of a challenge. (laughs) And then I think of four things I can hear. And even in bed late at night, you have to really focus I mean, now I can hear my voices, I can hear yours, I can hear the birds outside. But if I have to come up with another, I'll have to be really silent. And I might hear, you know, if I'm rubbing my arm, I might actually hear the sound of that. But it grounds me to the here and now and gives my mind a rest. And I go like that through the senses, like five, four, three, two, one. So that's a good technique I use. Another technique is I love perfume. Perfume is my sin. And so I've always got perfume, but I like hand cream now as well. I think it's getting older and my skin getting a bit drier, but I like nice scented hand creams. Obviously not when I'm caking, but if I'm feeling a bit fed up, I have a deep whiff of my perfume or of my hand cream, or I'll put some hand cream on. I even have scented soaps. So I'm filling my home with nice smells and things so that distracts my brain you know that primitive part of your brain will kick in first so the first thing you'll smell is a nice scent 
the first thing you'll think about is that perfume or that scent, aromatherapy yeah. oil, whatever it is. That's the first thing. And so it gives your mind a bit of a break. Mm-hmm. So things like mindfulness, I like that. Um, I love to be by the sea. Now, this oh, past yeah. year, I've not been able to do that. But I love the sea. So occasionally, I'll take a drive out. It's about one and a half, two hours to get to the coast and have a walk along the sea. I love to walk around lakes, anything that's water-related in nature. I love to just sit and watch birds in the garden. I just love to sit and watch them. All the different ones that come in, I just love it. Another thing, there's a book by Charlie Mackesy, um, and I can never remember the exact, exact title. The Horse, The Boy, The Mole. It, it, I can never remember the title. Sorry, Charlie Mackesy. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic book. And every morning and every night, so as soon as I wake up and the last thing before I go to bed, go to sleep, I read one page at random of this book and it is so, so uplifting. It's beautiful. The boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. The boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. Yes, by Charlie Maxey. So, yes, I read one page every morning, one page every night at random. It's so uplifting and it doesn't matter what you're going through, you can associate with every page. Have you seen it? No, I'm going to go and get no. it now, though. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you can also follow him on Twitter and he's on all the social media. He's brilliant. He okay. does such a lot of work that just – and it's suitable for any age. Any age at all, children, adults, anyone. I went out, I bought one for myself and I went out and bought them for everyone for Christmas because I thought this is amazing. So I do that and one thing that I've started doing is every day noticing just one good thing Mm -hmm. that I like. One good thing and writing it down in my book. Now, a few years ago, someone on a secret Santa um sent me Maria's notebook. So someone sent me that. So it's a and notebook first, with all your cakes on it and yes. pictures of your cakes. Fantastic. I've no idea to this day who sent me it, but I love <laughs> it. And so although to begin with, I started to use it for like consultations. Now that's my journal and I've started to write down just one good thing. Now you can keep it in a book. You can keep it on little bits of paper you put in a jar or a box. And if you're having a really bad day, Look at those, and it's just uplifting. Simple. Lovely. Not really time-consuming. You can even keep a spreadsheet if you want, you know, if you're that way <laughs> my, behind it. My, my husband, every day he will say to me, what was the best part of your day today? And it's such a nice thing because you it makes you stop and think, oh, yeah, that, that I did this, I did that, um, So, uh, which is kind of the same thing as your book, really. It just makes you stop and think about the nice things that are happening to you. What an amazing husband you've got. That's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful thing to ask. I like that. Just once a day, because I think even if you've had a really rough day, if you dig deep enough, something lovely's happened, hasn't it? Something nice, That's right. something good. I've got a weekly planner. So every every Monday morning, I so I go through my weekly planner and it actually at the top of the planner, it says three things you're grateful for. And then at yeah. the end of every week, it says three things you enjoyed this week. 
and it's just part of, of the planner which is lovely because it makes me do it because I can't get on with my week until I planned my week so therefore it's making me be grateful for those three things every week you know and and the, like the week ahead which is whoever whoever designed I think it would let me have a look what it who, who is it yeah who's the journal oh, no, it is <laughs> it is a it's a my goals journal a my goals journal um and it, it makes you set out all your goals but yeah so it's got three things you're grateful for oh no and at the end of the week top three wins so top three wins from the week yeah um so it makes me do it every Monday well, thank you, Bronya. I'm going to include that oh, in good. future training sessions because <laughs> I really like that. And Sammy, what was the question? What, what, what was what the best you... part of your day today? Uh, what was the best part of your day? I'm going to include those. I really like that. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. What was the best part of your day today? Yeah. I like that because that makes you stop. Both of those make you stop and think. Imagine combining those two together, how powerful that is for your mind. Yeah, yeah, for your yeah, health. yeah. That's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know, we talked about what's good for us. It's not just nature, is it? It's not just no. the environment. Lots of interest, but don't turn them into businesses unless you have to. <laughs> my brother yeah. said to me before, he said to me before I started delisting my cakes, he said to me, Maria, this is your love. If you turn it into a business, it won't be a love. It'll be a pressure. Well, I still love sugar craft. I do. But yes, it's also a pressure and you do have to manage it very carefully. You have to yeah. have the management side of your business, the business side really well organized. Yeah. Otherwise, the rest will come in. There's lots of interests we can do, aren't there? You know, reading, having lovely scented bath, scented candles, Look, you know, if anyone's listening to this and they have the scented candles and they burn their house down, that's not mine. That's not <laughs> Please be careful when you say candle hues. <laughs> we used to we used to live in a thatched cottage, and I refused to use candles when we lived in a thatched cottage. Now we live one we live one with a, a nice tiled roof, and it's fine. I can light my candles again. <laughs> you can light candles. Well, there's wax melts as well, aren't yeah. they? Oh my god, they're so lovely! Yeah. I got some for Christmas. I love them. Yeah. yeah. They're so I think it smells a very so powerful scent. Yeah. <laughs> very evocative as well because they make you think of yes. special yeah. occasions like um, the smell of coffee and toast always makes me think of my grandparents. And again, that's a nice feeling because oh. I enjoyed myself with them so much when I was younger. So, yeah, very that's evocative. Fantastic. Oh, that's Excellent. lovely. I've got Lily of the Valley out in the garden now. Somebody oh, gave me some locally and I planted it at couple of weeks ago I went out into the garden yesterday at lunchtime I thought get out into nature just for five minutes and I went out and I smelled that lily of the valley and it just took me back to my mum because she loved lily of the valley and I used to buy a lily of the valley perfume oh, so yeah, yeah scents can be so yeah. powerful yeah aren't they? so is there anything that you'd like to add that we haven't specifically covered at all today i mean i'm, I'm sure there's a million things that you can you can add um. <laughs> there is a lot but something that i'd say is if you spot that there's something if you think there's something not quite right with someone then approach them talk to them let them know you're concerned and ask them you know tell them i'm i'm concerned about you um, because mm -hmm. I've seen that you're very quiet or I've noticed you're more irritable than you usually are. 
it's very hard to then not answer you. If you go to someone and say, are you all right? I don't know, but if I asked you, are you all right after a really bad day? You're going to say to me, yes, thank you, are you? Mm. If you let yeah. someone know you're concerned. So, yeah, there's that. But also, I think as we're coming out of this pandemic, as we're starting to reintegrate into society, um, we're going to notice a lot more possibly with people that um, that they're experiencing mental ill health or mental health issues. It doesn't have to be mental ill health. And yeah. I think the more mental health first aiders we have in society, the better. So if you get the opportunity to train as a mental health first aider, please do. If you want any details, you can get in touch with me or you can go to the mental health first aid website. Um, I do do training both online and in person. Um, they're both really good, but the one in person, I think, is absolutely amazing. You have two solid days where you're working really hard, but everybody has a good time in those sessions. I've always had 100% positive feedback, and I don't think that's just because of me. I think it's because it's a fantastic course that Mental Health First Aid England have um, designed. So, or, you know, even if it's something you can do online, ju just find out something about mental health. And let, let's get talking about mental health. Yeah, there's there's loads of websites and things. I'm going to everything that you've spoken about today. I'm going to put on the show notes. So all the bits and pieces like calm and mind, um, and the book and mindfulness and cake minds. I'll put them all on our show notes. So if anyone wants to refer back to anything that Maria's spoken about today, um, it'll all be on our website. So we we should be able, you should be able to reference it there. Thank you. And if anyone would like. Um to have a look at my Facebook page. I've just started it up. I'm not talking about Delissa McCakes. I'm talking about Mango Minds. I've literally just opened up a page. It doesn't have pictures on or anything yet, but it will soon have full information and I'll be starting up the website as well. Um, but I want to get it really right before I do the website, get that up. But yes, or just get in touch with me. Um, I'm quite approachable. I think. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so, yeah. Where can people find you online? Um, like uh, with with your cakes and everything else. Do you have an Instagram page? What links? Um, yes, um, I have the delicious. I have delicious my cakes. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram and on Twitter. On Instagram, well, on the Facebook page, my son bans me from posting much on it because I mess it up. He says that uh, I know how to post a lot of rubbish on there, so he says leave it to him. So right. all the nice things get pasted on, posted on the Facebook page for Delissima Cakes. All of the really rubbishy photographs, but all the interesting bits that I'm doing, all the background work and some of the nice pictures as well, I put on Instagram. So I've got free reign there. That's mine. <laughs> so they're on that has delicious cakes on Instagram. I love a good background picture. I think they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if I'm doing like a nice fruit cake and I've, I've had the um, fruit steeping in all yeah. of the brandy overnight, I, and I think it looks so colourful, I'll take a photograph and pop it on there. Or progress pictures or pictures of um, my customers with their cakes or even the cakes. Yeah, do you know, no, just as an aside, I, I was um I watched a live the other day with um with another cake maker and it was all about pricing 
and getting our value out as cake makers. And she was she was advocating, she was saying we should put out behind the scene pictures because it makes our customers realize the value that goes into them. So if you just keep putting out perfect, beautiful cakes, people don't realize all the work that's gone into it and therefore don't necessarily value what you've done. So I'm all for that. Perfect. I'm getting it, getting something right then. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're on Twitter. Um, people can find me on um, LinkedIn as well as Maria Ditch or as Delissima Cakes. Um, I will be starting up the Mango Minds on there as well. I'll be running the mental health first aid courses. I'll also be running my own mental health first aid, uh, my own mental health awareness courses. I've Amazing. just finished a course, for a four-module course online yesterday, which went really well. Um, Excellent. So, yes, if people want to get in touch, please do. I am very approachable and I will always, always reply. Perfect. Thanks, I'll put you. all your details. All your details will go on the show notes. And Cake Minds as well with Rue Strand. Yeah. Well done, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maria, it's been amazing to talk to you today. Say, so this is a, an episode that I've wanted to do for so long, um, and I think it's so important. And as cakers, as females in in the cake industry and as people working alone we don't look after ourselves enough we really don't um and i think you've outlined some amazing tips and everything for us thank you so much thank you thank you both very much sammy and bronya it's been really good thank you what an incredible episode thank you to maria for coming and joining us on this episode She's thrown loads and loads of references out to us and I'm going to put them all on our show notes. If you want our show notes, go to daisycakecompany.co.uk, click on podcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at the business of cake making and I will reference a lot of what she's been talking about today on Instagram as well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank Maria for joining us and we will see you next time.